Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report. We're having a good time before the mics even go on. my God. Oh, I'll tell you all about it in a minute, kids. But uh, welcome to The Ralph Report, last Ralph Report of the week on this Friday, December 3rd, year of our goddess Lilith 2021. Hello. It is right to give her thanks and praise. And it's right for her to smite some people, <laughs> some evil opportunistic con men. That's who she should smite or oh. smote or smit. Oh. Smit? Smitten? Or smite. S- smite. Smoke? Matt. Smoke that. Smit. S- smite. Smoke that. <laughs> you got fucked, though. I got fucked. <laughs> Not in the good way. Oh. Fuck me. Let me tell you what happened, kids. Many of you have sent me the uh, video for this amazing new Christmas ornament that's coming out this year from our good friends at Hallmark. That's beautiful. And it is Batman and Robin, Adam West and Burt Ward, descending the bat poles to go into the bat cave. And it's electronic, (laughs) and the the phone lights up, and the the door on the, on the, the bat poles moves back and forth. And it's got sound and lights, and it's a gorgeous piece. Yeah. So everyone sent me this. Did you see this? You got to get this. I was like, yeah, I got to get this. So I went on the Hallmark store, and they were already sold out. Oh, yeah, yeah. At going at like, I don't know, 65, 70 bucks a pop. That's a lot for an ornament. Right. That's what I thought. So I said, well, there's got to be a a second, a resale somewhere. Off-market brand. Online. (laughs) And so I find it online for half the price. And I'm like, well, this is a deal. Yeah, no one else is getting this. And I'm not getting squeezed out this year. So I order me up one. And it arrives just before Eddie and I start recording. And I'm very excited, you know, just in time for the uh, tree trimming this weekend. Garmin tree trimming. That's right. I can't wait to hang this on the old tree. And I get it out of the box. And it is a plaster of Paris... (laughs) Sort of copy of what the thing would look like if it's like the previs <laughs> if they were creating it in the lab. <laughs> Not we even. want to look something like this. <laughs> Not even for the pitch meeting. <laughs> this looked like some s- rough draft two. Some uh, art project for like a, a rehab center. <laughs> It's like some ceramic store where you go in and you paint ceramics and they put it in the kiln. Yes. It looked like Color Me Mine. Oh, God. You go in there and you make your own ceramics. Oh, it's beautiful. It is the shittiest <laughs> copy of what someone thinks that ornament looks like. Oh, not fuck. only is it not electronic, does it not move, does it not light up, but it's got the shittiest sculpt and paint job you've ever seen. Painted by maybe a six-year-old. Maybe. 
I am livid. Oh, you were so happy when you got the box. I'm like, what is this? Oh, it's here. Eddie could hear me disclaiming in the other room. <laughs> and I just heard, son of a bitch. So I got fucked for Christmas. Oh, you got to post a picture of it. I got to. Oh, you kids won't believe beautiful. the uh, level of craftsmanship that Cra went craftsmanship that went into this ornament. It's glorious. You have to hang it on your tree. It should be the tree topper. It's so hideous. <laughs> and now I got to go online and try to find a real one. And the prices are probably trebled. And you're earning the whole 30 bucks for this one. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Fuck Christmas. Fuck it right in the chimney. <laughs> oh, Christ. Oh, fuck. That made my day. I'm glad. I'm Thank glad you. my misfortune could make you Thank happy. Thank you so much. Glad me being a victim oh, makes was... you happy. Son of a bitch. <laughs> it's just so shitty looking when you look at it. I'd sure like to fist him. <laughs> Whoever made that. <laughs> you got it. I'd like to fist him. Because oh, they fisted you. They sure did. Big time. So Woo. that's how my day's starting Woo. off. Oh, that's good. How's yours, boys and girls? Oh. Welcome to the Ralph Report. The Ralph Report. Methy Christmas, everyone. Yeah, methy Christmas. Looks like a meth head did my <laughs> Christmas does. ornament. Looks like something you'd smuggle meth in. Like to try to get it across a, a border should, or something. I should crack it open. There's probably drugs inside there of it. There has to be. That's the only reason that was made, is to smuggle drugs. <laughs> somebody, Cheap ceramics. Somebody down in Mexico is just uh, cranking those out. <laughs> Filling them up with uh, blow. <laughs> At least I would give it some value if it had cocaine inside of it. <laughs> oh, I'm furious. Oh, my God. I'm your old victim and <laughs> podcast pal, Ralph Garman, sitting here in the Batcave with me is the Rear Admiral himself, rejoicer in oh, other people's misfortunes. So happy. <laughs> He's... Odegaard, Some folks call him Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Yo ho, Eddie. Who in, who enjoys if another person's victimhood as much as you do? If you can't laugh at your own friend's misfortune, then what can you laugh at? Maybe a little sympathy. Maybe a little. Oh, I sympathize maybe, with maybe you. A That's shared fury instead of finding it so goddamn hilarious that I got I mean, sucked. That absolutely sucks that happened to you. It uh, sucks so bad. Yeah, I can tell you're but really it busted does up not about it. Take away from the hilarity of how crappy that thing looks. Match with your level of excitement before you opened it. You fiend. <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> well, kids, oh. I will do my best to put this tragedy behind me and move forward and do today's show, because I think we do have a hell of a show lined up for you today. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Well, the gang's all here. You got me. You got uh, Mr. Schadenfreude over here. You got Steve Ashton all the way from the UK. Nice. From Atlanta, Georgia. We've got our buddy Jay Busby oh. from Yahoo Sports checking in on the NFL the this weekend. Full staff today. We have the Garmy Game Show. Mm, we do. We're going to be giving away some fabulous cash and prizes. Cash not included. Maybe Perhaps. A, maybe a tree ornament. That's what I should do. <laughs> That's what I should do. I should give away my shitty Batman Christmas oh, ornament. Fuck. I'll autograph the back of it and I'll send it out <laughs> as a prize because really, what a, oh, what else is it good for? It's beautiful. And someone took the time and trouble 
of putting a, a sticker at the bottom of it as like if it, it's authentic, as if it came out of somebody's factory, inspected by. <laughs> I'm I'm beside oh, myself. It is glorious. It is glorious. Uh, speaking of gifts, I want to remind folks if you'd like to give people the gift of the Ralph Report. Well, it makes an excellent Christmas gift. It always fits. Yes. One size fits all. It's what you expect it to be, too. That's right. And it will actually be me doing the podcast. It won't be some guy in Tijuana. <laughs> oh, you're listening to the Ralph Report. You won't get that in your mailbox. The Raphael Report. Um, go to theralphreport.com. Top of the page, you'll see a uh, selection of different things you can click on, including one that reads, Gift Me. And you can go in there and you can order it up for a, a friend or relative who you think would enjoy the Ralph Report. Yes. Or maybe you want to give them a live Ralph experience. Your chance is coming up just before Christmas. A brand new Hollywood Babylon with me and Kevin Smith Ooh. at our new home, Flappers. Flappers Comedy Club in Burbank, California. That is Saturday the 18th of December. And then the very next night at the Improv. Damn. Eddie Pence and myself will be uh, featured in a show full of holiday music and comedy called Santa's Swing and Sack, <laughs> a Rat Pack holiday, and I will be hosting as uh, the chairman of the board himself, Mr. Frankson. That's going to be a fun night. It's going to be a great night. So uh, lots of opportunities to give me to your loved ones, should you be so inclined. <laughs> oh, speaking of giving, yeah? one more thing before we get going with your phone calls. I did want to mention this weekend we will be doing our Ralph again for that amazing piece of artwork that Eddie Pence uh, drew of uh, Methy Santa Claus. <laughs> And I wanted to let you know what charity we have chosen. I thought it only appropriate at this time of year to go with the Toys for Tots program. Oh, it's a great one. The U.S. Marine Corps has this amazing charity where they raise money and also take up collections for toys, books, games for underprivileged kids who will not be getting anything this Christmas. Yeah. I think it's important that every kid gets something at this time of year, and it's a great organization. As I mentioned, the U.S. Marines put it together. It is for the United States. So if you know of a similar charity, either in Canada or the U.K. or wherever it is that you're listening to us, and you want to make a donation to that charity instead, that's perfectly acceptable. But here in the States, I'm recommending Toys for Tots. Pretty good rating on this charity, by the way. 97% of all of their uh, donations, their money donations, actually go to buying toys, books, and other gifts for less fortunate oh, that's children. That's great. So it's a pretty good deal. So look for that. The raffle will be uh, posting that over the weekend, and then next week we'll we'll tell you who won Eddie's Methy Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, I'm so angry. I know. I can't stop thinking about it. It's so beautiful. <laughs> it's just sticking in my craw, as they say. <laughs> Let's turn our attention now to something that makes me feel good, doesn't make me feel angry, and that's you, <laughs> beloved members of the Garmy. We love it when you reach out to us, especially when you... Leave your voicemail messages on the Ralph Report hotline. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it's available to you. All you got to do is dial up that number, one 833 Yeah. Mm -hmm. Leave your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your comments. I listen to them all, and then I grab a handful, and we put them here in Garmy on the line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's gonna play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. Yesterday, we were doing our misheard lyrics segment, doing misheard holiday songs. Yes. 
uh, from now through the end of end of uh, December. And someone called in saying they didn't know that Melikalikimaka is Hawaii's way right. of saying Merry Christmas to you. Right. She thought it was the wise way, a wise way. Wise way to say Merry Christmas. I've never heard such a reaction from the Garmi <laughs> over a misheard lyric. Here is one, just one of dozens of phone calls I received. Here's Samantha. Hi, Ralph. This is Samantha Two-Star General from Ontario, California. I am listening to Thursday's show, and I am, like, in total shock. Um, I'm stupefied. I'm listening to your misheard lyrics, and your caller is talking about Melikalikimaka. And today, at nearly 40 years old... I found out that I also have been singing this song wrong my entire life. I totally thought it was a wise way, not a Hawaiian way. That makes way more sense. I just thought that you would get a chuckle out of that. Love you. Mean it. Bye. People were posting in the comments section. Yeah, I saw the comments section. It was loaded. I was getting emails. I got (laughs) dozens of phone calls. Never have, has the majority misheard a lyric before. Like they had That's with That's crazy, because I knew it was Hawaii's I had way. never heard it as anything else. And I'm usually in the yeah, wrong. You're, you're usually uh, the, the easily duped category. For more people to be wrong than me, that's amazing. Although I can no longer say you're easily duped when I now am the <laughs> proud owner of this particular Christmas ornament, I'll tell you that much. So in keeping with holiday songs where people misunderstand the lyrics, let's go to today's. Hi, Ralph, Eddie, and the crew. Um, I have a misheard lyric for you. Um, and it's a Christmas song. So on the uh, uh, Winter Wonderland, I used to think where they said, uh, later on, we'll conspire. Yeah. Um, until I was about uh, 12 years old, I used to sing that as later on, milk expires. <laughs> I didn't understand it. And uh, my dad made fun of me for years. Thank you. As well he should have. <laughs> What business would that be in a Christmas song? Later on, milk expires. You do leave milk out for Santa, so if you leave it out too long, it could possibly. Later on, milk expires. No. If he doesn't drink it, it's Mm going to sit there all night. No, I don't. It could expire. No. Here is the audio. See if you can hear what he hears. Later on, milk expires. Later on, milk expires. Oh, that's funny. Hey, speaking of glasses, I hope you appreciate I got you a uh, a new glass for your water here on the show. Oh, today. I did. I saw that. It's Man of Steel. Thank you're you. you're such a priss, and you're afraid that dust might fall into your glass. Well, you know what dust is? It's dead skin. So I'm drinking your dead skin because you're sitting here all day. Oh, so I'm ingesting you. Yeah. Well, I don't need that. If you had, if you only knew what you're ingesting today, what I put <laughs> in that glass. Well, now I'm not going to drink it anymore. <laughs> It's going to sit there. Yeah, well, because you can't resist water. You've never not finished an entire glass of water your whole life. I have very few OCDs, and this is one of them. It sure is. I don't know if you have very few. I bet you have have a pocket full. I'm very Mm, un-OCD. Look at me. (laughs) I suppose that's true. (laughs) Just look at what a mess I am. There's no way I could be an OCD. You'd be better groomed if you had OCD. Oh, let's go right to our happy hit. As you know, we play upbeat music on each and every episode to make your day a little bit brighter. And our Jewish friends are still celebrating the Festival of Lights. Yes. Hey, Ralph. Yo, Odie. It's Rob from New York, two-star. Um, Hanukkah is not over yet. There's still time for uh, some happy hits. 
Happy Hanukkah hits. Oh, three H's. Uh, Eight Days by Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings is a great Hanukkah song. And I highly recommend it. And I'd like to hear it for my mirthful, happy, whatever the fuck Friday is. Anyway, Ellen B. You've been hitting the Manischewitz, I think. It's a little, it's a little loopy. Got to make a turn, too, while he's driving. It is time for us to celebrate the Festival of Lights. And everyone, by the way, who wrote in asking for Adam Sandler's Hanukkah song, it's never going to happen. <laughs> never on this program. <laughs> while I live and breathe, we shan't be playing that song. I cannot abide it. I no. can't bear it. That's how you know you have an original Ralph report. There's no Adam Sandler That's song. right. 100% Hanukkah song free from Adam Sandler. But I will happily play this song. It's time to party like some goddamn Maccabees. Let's hit it. Jewish soul right there. <laughs> Thank you to everyone who called in. I appreciate it. You too can be featured in the Garmy on the Line segment, but in order for that to happen, you got to call me. All righty, let's get right into it. Here's your chance. If you're a Garmy member and you've sent in your name and address, you too could win some fabulous cash and prizes, cash not included, on today's Garmy game show. You know how it works. Eddie has prepared 10 questions for me. I need to answer at least five of them in order for our lucky contestant to win today. If I get all 10, not only do they get today's prize, but they also win Eddie Pence's comedy special on dvd mm. now if i don't get any if i get blanked right well no one leaves here empty-handed because you will get the audio version the uh, cd version of eddie's yes. comedy special all right 
Let's play the Garmy Game Show. It's time for America's fastest growing quiz sensation, the Garmy Game Show. With the host that loves you most, Ralph Garmin. And the contestant that can win you fabulous prizes, Ralph Garmin. Thank you, John Cooperman. Welcome, everyone, to the Garmy Game Show. I am your host, Ralph Garmin. I'm also the contestant, Ralph Garmin. But the quiz master is Mr. Eddie Pence. Eddie, yes. is there a theme to today's quiz show? We're going to be doing a theme of uh, holiday TV Christmas specials. Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. I don't know if there'll be snow, but have a cup of cheer. I love holiday TV yes, specials. So do I. As a child, it was one of the things you looked forward to most at the holiday yeah, season. Yeah, because we you couldn't have them on demand. You had to. There, there they was had no DVDs. There was no YouTube. Yep. When you f saw Rudolph in your local listings, you knew if you didn't catch it that yeah. year, it was going to be twelve <laughs> long months until you had a chance to see it again. If you missed it, you missed it. Very exciting. Yeah. All right. Today's theme is TV holiday specials. First, let's find out who I will be playing for. I picked this name at random at folks who submitted their name, and I'm playing for Vicky Dove. Vicky, Vicky Dove from right here in Los Angeles, oh. California. Vicky Dove. Nice. Boy, that's a sexy name. She's enjoying the fog along with the rest of us. That's right. Vicky, I will be playing on your behalf today, and let's find out what today's prize is by asking our own Ralph Garman. Ralph, tell him. Why, thank you, Ralph. Today, the Garmin Game Show prize is seasons one and two of The Joe Schmo Show, starring Ralph Garman and Kristen Wiig and other funny people. You'll get both seasons on DVD autographed by the host himself, Ralph Garman. Back to you, Ralph. Why, thank you, Ralph. That's wow. a lot of Ralphs that's there. That's like three or four Ralphs. Yeah. So uh, both seasons, season one and season two mm. of the, why, well, there's three seasons, but I don't have the DVD of season three. I don't think they ever made one. I'm sure they did. I don't believe they Blu -ray? did. Blu-ray? I don't believe nothing. Oh, so yeah. I'll be sending that out, uh, Vicky, to you if you're the uh, lucky winner, along with a picture and some stickers. What's your favorite season of Joe Schmo? If you had to pick one of those three seasons. <sighs> it's hard. Uh, they're all entertaining. They are. Three, three was really special to yeah. me. Because I got a chance to play a character. I was playing the bounty hunter, right. uh, Jake uh, Montrose. Yeah. And so that was that was enormously fun. But uh, again, the first one, because it was so new and exciting and no one had done anything like it. Mm. And I got to work with Kristen Wiig and, you know, and a bunch of other funny people, Dave Hornsby and stuff. So. I don't know. It's hard. To, it's like picking your children, Eddie. How do you pick one of your favorite well, children? I only got one, so it's That's not true. too difficult. So, Vicky, if I win, I'm going to be sending along the uh, first two seasons of the Joe Schmo on DVD. I hope you still have a DVD player. Well, if not, you can just display them. them. I guess you could. You're yes. autographing it. That's right. You could put them in a place of honor in your home. <laughs> okay, Eddie will be asking me 10 questions about holiday TV specials. If I get the answer right, you'll hear this. Ho, ho, ho! If I get the answer wrong, you'll hear this. Bah! Humbug! Yeah. So, just right. that simple. Hold on, let me get a pen. Oh, you get a pen. Get a pen. Get ready. Keep track of my uh, my right and Do wrong it. answers. I'll give you a, I'll give you a, a sample All question right, Give me first. a sample. I'll show you what we're up against. Okay. Here we go. Throughout most of the short, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Grinch's eyes are red. Mm. However, when he discovers the true meaning of Christmas, his eyes change to what color? See, what a waste. I'm sorry this is a sample question because I would say blue. Ho, 
ho, ho, ho. And I'd be right, and You're that would right. be a point. That would be a point. Oh, what a waste. It was a waste. I need every point I can get. <laughs> All right, let's launch into the shows, right. the proper ones. Here, Here we, we go. go. Okay. Rankin and Bass traditionally mm. used stop-motion animation in their Christmas project. They sure shit did. However, <gasps> however. Oh, no. They used traditional animation for the first time in which holiday classic? Mm. It wasn't uh, Nestor the Long-Eared Easter Donkey. I know that. <laughs> I want to say Frosty the Snowman. Ho, ho, ho! Yeah, Nailed baby. Nailed it. We're on our way. Nailed it. Happy birthday! In this classic TV special, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Grinch appeared for the first time as green, a decision made by director Chuck Jones. What was the color of the Grinch in the original Dr. Seuss book? Hmm. Hmm. Original Dr. Seuss Original Dr. Seuss book. Don't believe I've ever read the original book. You've never read the original Dr. Seuss book? I don't believe I have. Hmm. But if I remember, all of those Dr. Seuss books were done in uh, two just two tones, I think. Mm -hmm. So I want to guess red? Black and white. Black and bah! white. Bah! Humbug! Uh, black, black and white. Sorry. Mm. Sorry. That's not a good color nice. for the Grinch. Well, there's touches of red in it. So, so this quiz is about... Children's books. No, apparently. that so was the, 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 now this the was theme, adjacent to that. The theme of the of the of the, the quiz no. is famous children's no, books it was adjacent. and the original it was, illustrations within. It's adjacent to it. So. Call them bullshit. It's not bullshit. Call them bullshit. What is the name of the little girl who helps Frosty the Snowman get to the North Pole? <sighs> A. Jenny. B. Karen. C. Debbie. D. Demisha. <laughs> Boomfreaka? Is Boomfreaka on the list? Um, I think I can remember the late, great Jackie... What the hell was his name? The guy Chan? Who, no. The, uh, the comedian who played uh, it's Frosty, who was the voice of Frosty. Jackie... Um... Gold. <laughs> no. All right, it's not important. But I think I remember his voice saying in the back of my head, like, Oh, no. Karen's sick. I believe it was Karen. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Yeah. You got it. You got it. Remember when she got sick from sleeping in the... Uh, Snow. The, 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 right. No, the uh, the cold car. The uh, the refrigerated right. train car. Yeah, the icebox. Because they took a train to the North Pole. Oh, no. She's getting sick. But then there was a, a, a greenhouse there, luckily, yes. in the middle of nowhere. Luckily, there's a greenhouse. I need that hat back. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, speaking of that, that leads right into the next one. Ooh. What is the name of the magician that desperately wants to get his magic hat back from Frosty the Snowman? I need that hat back. I can't, uh, I can't. Mm. Mm. I know Billy DeWolf is the name of the actor right. who played him. Had the question been, what is the actor yeah, of the character? that would have been better, because that's the answer I have. The name of the character. It is, um, it is... The mm -hmm. Magnificent Melvin. Oh. Bah! Humbug! Mm. Professor Hinkle. Professor what now? Hinkle. 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 Okay. Professor Hinkle. Hinkle. So messy, 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 messy. Messy, messy. In A Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, boy. Which Muppet plays Charles Dixon? Chicken. Dickens. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Almost gave it away with chickens. I would have to say Gonzo the Great. Ho, ho, ho! There we go. There it is. What song 
Does Lucy ask Schroeder to play on his little piano in A Charlie Brown Christmas? Wet ass pussy. <laughs> WAP, that is I right. it was WAP. No. What song? Um, She's bugging him to play one song. Um, and he plays many different versions of it. You know how much I hate. I know. That's why the I peanuts. Asked. That's why I, I don't. Th- I've purposefully avoided this special for low these decades. He plays now. like three different versions before he gets to the right one that she likes. Uh, jingle bells. Ho ho ho! Yeah. There you go. I pulled that right there out of my go. ass. <laughs> I just remember her whiny little voice. Play jingle bells. Jingle bells and ho 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 and all that stuff. Uh, in Santa Claus is coming to town. Mm. What is fed to the reindeer to make them fly? <gasps> A, beans. <gasps> B, avocados. Yeah. D, corn. Oh, C, corn. Skip D, over C. carrots. I believe it's the magic feed that comes from the winter warlock, and I think it's corn, I want to say. Oh, oh, oh. Good go. one. I can't oh, believe you got that one. Yeah. That's a fucking deep one. Yeah, I go deep. I go deep. I go deep, deep, deep. Which of Santa's reindeer is Rudolph's father? No son of mine's going to have a glowing nose. Uh, oh, let me see the new edition. Donner? I think it's Donner. Oh, oh, oh. Wow. You know your stuff. I just, I replay it in my head. That's all. Okay, this one. hear the voices. This one was tricky for me when I read about this. Ooh, tricky. Yukon Cornelius was famously searching the Arctic for what? Sounds like a trick question. Mm. Because everyone knows he's searching for gold and silver, silver and gold. Mm. Bah! What do you mean? It's a whole thing he does. Right, but peppermint. He's looking for peppermint. What do you mean he's looking for peppermint? At the end, he's looking for peppermint. What? 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 That's what he's looking for. This is some bullshit. Looking for peppermint. Looking for silver and gold. Right, he made a song about it. That was all a rouge to get you not to think of that. And then at the end, it's peppermint. Oh, you are. You suck so much. Why do I suck so much? Because the whole thing, he's doing... He's, he's tasting Nothing. his uh, axe and everything, looking for silver right. and gold. But he wants peppermint. He's looking for peppermint. You are some I'm, bogus fucking It's not questions. bogus. We got uh, illustrations in books. We got <laughs> lies about Cornelius, Yukon Cornelius. Not a lie. I'm calling the commissioner when this is all okay. over. In a very Brady Christmas. Wow. A very one of the most watched television specials of all time. I haven't seen that in 30 years. It is like literally the highest rated Christmas special of all, the most watched Christmas special of all time. That's it's insane. Madness. How many people watch this show? Madness. In a very Brady Christmas, yeah. only one original cast member didn't return to the show. Mm. Who was it? You can give me the actor or the character mm. of the original Brady Bunch cast. They were all in and out. But this one did not come back for so this. So much. Actor or character. I know it's either Cindy or Jan. Okay. Because those were the two who dipped in and out of all the reunion dealios. Okay. I'm trying to remember who was pissed at the time they made that. Because everybody was cranky at one point or another. I want to say... This person was actually offered the least amount of money. That's kind of why they neglected it. I want to say Susan Olsen tapped out. 
Oh, oh, oh. There you go. Cindy. Cindy. Cindy was not there. Cindy said was no. usually Eve Plum, but on this one, I remember Cindy not being there. She was also on her honeymoon in Jamaica, apparently. Jamaican me horny. That's what that's what was happening on the, her honeymoon right there. All right, let me do a little uh, quick math here. It turns out, out of a possible 10, I got eight, right? Is Pretty that good. possible? Pretty good. The only ones I got wrong are the ones you lied no, about. No, you got Professor Hinkle wrong. Right, so, so Hinkle? So you got three wrong. I got three wrong. All right, so I got seven got right. seven right. All right, let's try that again. Seven right. <laughs> so I got Hinkle wrong, and I got the two you lied about. What did you lie about? Is, peppermint uh, and black and white. Pe peppermint, Yukon Cornelius and peppermint. Right. And uh, black and white pictures in an old book that has nothing to do with the actual quiz. Uh, well, I couldn't go, what was the color of the Grinch in the TV show? Yeah, but you could have come up with something. Why, well, it's good. That's a little nugget of fact that mm -hmm. people didn't... It's a nugget of something. Oh, right. my God. That's you it. still won. Yeah, it turns out, Vicky Dove, you are going to be receiving uh, seasons one and two of The Joe Schmo Sent Your Way... As long as, as well as a uh, photograph and some uh, stickers and goodies and stuff like that. There, congratulations and thanks for playing the Garmy Game Show. See you next time on the Garmy Game Show. The Garmy Game Show is a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production. Peppermint. My ass. <laughs> As if my day wasn't hard enough already. You hit me with a fucking peppermint. <laughs> hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All right, let's take a turn for the better mm -hmm. and take a look at all the entertainment news in a segment I call the Showbiz Beats. Ah, oh, sad news. What? Speaking of old-timey television, yeah. I remember this gentleman well every week when I got in front of my TV to watch Laverne and Shirley, Eddie Mecca, the actor who famously played Carmine Ragusa, oh. the big ragu, who, of course, was Shirley's boyfriend on the show. From 1976 to 1983, he was a regular on that show. He has passed away, sadly. Um, no word on what caused his death, but... We're told that friends and neighbors became concerned when they hadn't heard from him, and when police went to do a welfare check, they oh. found him uh, gone in his home. Oh. This is sad news. Yeah. He was uh, always known for singing and dancing on that show. This was probably his signature song. You know I'd go from rags to riches. Hell of a voice on that. Yeah, guy. damn.
Speaking of passings, we uh, didn't talk about Stephen Sondheim when he passed because it happened over a little bit of a break. But next week on Wednesday, December 8th, as is the tradition, they have announced Broadway theaters will dim their lights in his honor. Look, 91 years old, it's a pretty great run. But you cannot deny the impact he had on the world of musical theater. It's ridiculous. His career spanned nearly 65 years, and he created music and lyrics that became synonymous with Broadway, from Gypsy to West Side Story to A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum and Follies and Into the Woods and Sweeney Todd and so many uh, shows, too many to name. So it's a fitting tribute for a guy who really, in the 60s and 70s, sort of reinvigorated Broadway. Yeah. Couldn't do it without Sonic. Demi Lovato is in the news. They have come under some criticism for their longtime support of something called being California sober. Are you familiar with this phenomenon? No, what is that? California sobriety, yeah. Eddie Pence, is apparently a very uh, hip, clever way of saying you will drink and you'll smoke weed, but that's it. That's where you draw the line. That's considered California sobriety. So you can be drunk and high, you just can't you do can't other do, drugs. can't do the hard drugs. Can't do the blow and... Demi famously hmm. almost died of a heroin overdose back in 2018. And they said in a recent interview that they were still drinking and smoking weed and they considered that okay because it was what they referred to as California sobriety. So much so that Demi even released a song called California Sober. And since then, she has been very vocal about it and also been taking an enormous amount of criticism online about it from people who are actual uh, alcoholics yeah. and addicts saying that there is no safe yeah. use if you have a predisposition for, for addiction. addiction. Yeah. So it's not smart to be... Uh, You're going to trade one addiction for another. For touting drinking and smoking weed. Yeah. Because for many people, that is one step closer to falling off the wagon into harder drugs. Yeah. Damn. So Demi has announced that she, they are no longer California sober. <laughs> I no longer support my California sober ways. They said sober sober is the only way to be. <laughs> it's just sober. There's not any other sober. It's just sober. That's my thing. You're sober or you're not sober. Yeah. There's no, there's no, there's no sober sober. There's no, it's like being a little bit pregnant. You're either, you're using, and all those things that fall under the umbrella of using, or you're not, or, or you're, you're Eddie Pence. You're Eddie Pence, or you're Ralph Garman. Right. Those are your only There's two There's no options. middle ground there. There's no middle ground. So, I'll tell you, Demi Lovato seems like a goddamn nightmare. She's getting worse and worse. They are not. Or they are. They, 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 they sorry. Are they are not on my nice list mm. this year. I've checked it twice, and she does not show up. They Alec Baldwin last night on ABC in his interview with George Stephanopoulos continued to exert the claims that he did not pull the trigger of the gun that ended up accidentally shooting Helena Hutchins, the cinematographer, to death on the set of Rust in New Mexico. Still claims he never put his finger on the trigger. Then how did the bullet come out of the gun? That's an excellent question, Eddie Pence. And now professionals and other experts are coming forward to comment on the interview. Steve Wolf, a movie armorer, and he would know, more than 30 years in the business, considered one of the experts. They asked him, what is the, uh, the odds that an actor holding a gun without his finger on the trigger could actually cause a gun to discharge? He said, uh, on a scale of one to 10, zero. 
Guns don't go off by themselves, he said. It's an inanimate object. It has no batteries. It has no timer. There's no web connection. It's not a piece of smart equipment. It's a very reliable device that shoots when you press the trigger. It doesn't shoot when you don't press the trigger. Yeah. So now Sheriff's uh, de Department in Santa Fe have asked the FBI to come in and actually look at the weapon to see if there's some way it could have gone off without the trigger. It's a revolver. Pressed. It can't. It's not possible. Experts are saying if he had dropped it on the ground, sometimes yeah, but... the hammer then will strike the firing pin of the bullet and cause right. it to discharge. But he didn't drop it. But that never happened. No. So more questions than answers as we move forward in this thing. This is interesting. John Stewart is going to make a rare acting appearance. Mm. He is joining Jimmy Kimmel's ABC show live in front of a studio audience, The Facts of Life. Okay. He's going to be in what is being billed as a surprise role. Now, if you've seen this before, Kimmel did this before with uh, the Jeffersons and All, all in the Family. family. Yeah. Woody Harrelson famously played Archie Bunker. Um, I'm surprised that being a guy who spent a year on the road in a show called The Real Live Brady Bunch, yeah. where we were recreating word-for-word -word episodes of The Brady Bunch, yeah. which basically is actor karaoke, <laughs> Yeah. I'm surprised that I'm not more interested in this production, but it, it interests me almost not at all. The first one interested me. I didn't even bother to watch the this first one. This one does. I saw the comer the preview for it or whatever, and I was like, I was like, I eh, don't really. Here's the cast for Facts of Life. Uh, Jennifer Aniston will play Blair. Gabrielle Union will play Tootie. Allison Tolman will play Natalie. Catherine Hahn will play Joe. And Ann Dowd will be Mrs. Garrett. Apparently, Jon Stewart will make a guest appearance. And then they're going to do an episode of Different Strokes as well. John Lithgow will be Mr. Drummond. Kevin Hart will be Arnold. Oh and God. Damon Wayans will be Willis. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have any. I don't really care. I don't, I'm not aggressively against it. I just don't care. I'm sure someone will enjoy it. But I'm sure for them. last ratings were great. I'm sure these will be as well. Adele, as if you needed another reason to love Adele. She did an interview this week. And she said, uh, was asked if she watches reality television, especially mm -hmm. the Real Housewives franchise. And she said, no, she doesn't watch any of those. I know a lot of people love it, but I can't. My brain will die, <laughs> she <laughs> said, regarding the show, <laughs> which just makes me love her. Oh, that's good. They asked her about other reality shows like Love Island, which is a very popular one there in the yeah. UK. And she said, I can't bear that show. Good. So she doesn't watch any reality television. She Good said she'd her. rather watch a documentary or a nature show or something else rather than to watch these garbage people and their Good dumpster fire lives. Good for her. She's the best. And another one of our most respected and beloved performers, Cardi B, is in the news. <laughs> what did she do? I'll tell you something. Girl knows how to make money. I'll give you that. Uh, she has just launched her a brand new business. Cardi B whipped cream, Eddie Pence. Whipped cream. You heard me. Cardi B whipped cream. Hmm. She has teamed up with Starco Brands to launch Whip Shots. Whip Shots is a vodka-infused oh whipped cream God. that's available in three <laughs> flavors, vanilla, caramel, and mocha. It is non-dairy, which means it doesn't need to be refrigerated. Oh. It is 10% alcohol by volume. Wow. And what the, uh, the premise is, you take it to a party and people start spraying it into each other's mouths or right. around other body parts and start licking it off. Yeah. Right? Are, are you into this? I would so be into this. If I can get a buzz and lick whipped cream off someone, <laughs> I'm all about this. Uh, it's genius, though. It's great marketing, and it's perfectly on brand for her. Cardi B's Whip Shots will be available on shelves next year, beginning of next year. But, and this is another piece of genius marketing, 
They are selling 500 cans a day each day this month on the website, whipshots.com. Wow. And of course, as you can imagine, the first day, it's sold out completely. Of course. The next day, the same. And it's creating a lot of buzz because people can't get it because it's right. selling out. It's going to be big at holiday parties this year, of too. Of course. I mean, if you uh, could walk in with the whip shots, yeah. you got a can of each flavor. God. You're the most popular guy in the room. She's not dumb. She is not dumb. Uh, whip. The, the whip drop is what they're calling it every day. You can go to whipshots.com to get one of 500 cans that are available for purchase. Here's the price point, by the oh, way. What? For a 50 ml can, that's a tiny can, six bucks. Okay. 200 ml, 14 bucks. Mm. And for the big daddy bottle, 375 mls, that's 20 bucks for a, for a can of whipped cream. Well, I mean, what's a bottle of vodka? Yeah, I don't know if you're going to get as many shots no, out of a can of whipped cream as you would a bottle of vodka. Whipped cream vodka everywhere. It's a great fucking idea. It really is. Because when you think about it, most of the time when you're at a party, everybody's doing fuck shit. Yeah. I don't want people like to just keep doing fuck shit, saying fuck shit. So now right. you got whip shots. Yeah. If I wasn't sober sober, I'd be on it. Oh, you would, but you're not California sober. I'm not. I'm, sober, I'm sober. United States sober. I'm my my non sobriety. Not only is uh, California, but it, it United States it, all. Even even outside the contiguous United States, <laughs> in Hawaii and, and Alaska. Alaska, I'm also considered a, a, a sober, a, a lush. Let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on December 3rd. Singer Ozzy Osbourne is 73 years old today. Mm. He doesn't look a day over 90. No. Legendary French film director Jean-Luc Godard is 91 years old today. Daryl Hannah. Mm. The mermaid from Splash. Yeah, Roxanne. And from Roxanne. Do you remember the mermaid's name in Splash, oh, Eddie God. Pence? Oh, shit. Oh. I'll give you a little quiz. I know. Yeah, you fuck. do. Oh, fuck. What was her name? <sighs> Not Mario. Not Mario. Fuck, I don't know it. Madison. Mad and it was an M. Madison. It was an M because it's Madison Boulevard, right? In exactly, New York. yes. Or Madison what? Avenue. Avenue. I'm not New York. Boulevard. I don't know. I don't live there. <laughs> I don't either. You've been there more than me. Julianne Moore is also 61 years old today. I find her endlessly attractive. Julianne Moore. Yeah, she's, oh, not, she's, she's not, not hard to look at. Sexy as hell. Brendan Fraser is 53 years old today. Do you watch any of that um, Doom Patrol? Overall, no, I heard it's good, though. It's really good. I heard it's like one of the best DC things I got. Really good. Holly Marie Combs of Charmed fame is 48 years old. Tiffany Haddish is 42. Tiffany Haddish and Aquafina and Leslie Jones should all get together and do a series of films so they can, so they can show off their range because they're all just chameleons. They are. Every time they, they take on a role, they disappear. Like, what, what happened to Tiffany Haddish? You're telling me that's her? I could never have guessed. <laughs> Anna Chomsky, who was so great on Veep, is 41 years old today. Jenna Dewan from uh, Supergirl, resident 41 years old today. Brian Bonsall. Brian Bonsall was a child actor who played little Andy on Family Ties. Mm -hmm. Remember the youngest yeah. of the Keaton clan? They always had to keep bringing in small kids. Sure. Well, Anytime well, you do a family yeah. sitcom, eventually your cute kids are going to grow out yeah. of that. You need to bring some more cute in. Right. It used to be... Uh, Tina Yothers was the cute one on right. that show because she was little then. The show got too successful and lasted too long, and she became a gawky teenager. Right. 
So where's the cute going to come from? Well, we're going to bring in Andy. We're going to bring in Brian Bonsall, the little the little boy on yeah. that show. Guess how old Brian Bonsall oh, is Jesus. today? 40. You're absolutely right. He's, He's 40, 40 years old today. I was hoping I was wrong. You were right. Amanda Seyfried from Mamma Mia and also Ted 2, 36 years old today. And singer Mickey Thomas of Jefferson Starship, a.k.a. Starship. If they had lasted longer, they would have been called Star or Ship. And then just, anyway, he's 72 years old today. That's from one of the greatest, worst movies of all time. Uh, Mannequin? Mannequin, yeah. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And now it's time to check in with our man across the pond. It's time for Steve Ashton and the UK update. Oh, Steve. 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 Steve Ashton. Oh, Ralph, you're the man who makes Brett Michaels look like Brett Kavanaugh. What a cunt he is, by the way. What a big surprise. Anyway, hey, before we get into it, um, I've had a few ideas of where we could do the next live show, if you don't mind me spitballing. No, I'd love to hear that. I'm thinking either a ship, an amphitheater in Morocco, or an orphanage. <laughs> All places we could have seen the Beatles perform live for the last time. <laughs> of course, I'm referring to Get Back. Um, we didn't talk about it on on uh, Wednesday. We we forgot, but um, I did watch it. I invested my whole weekend into it because it is quite a schlep, isn't it? It's quite an investment. Did you yeah, watch it, it all at once or in bits? I watched the first two back to back, and then I watched the third episode uh, a day later right. or so. So my assessment is I could have done with a little less than four hours on Long and Winding Road. <laughs> I mean, it's a lovely song, but after hearing it fucking 96 times, you got we get it. It's a lovely song. Well done. Um, I could have done with less of Michael Lindsay Hogg. I found him quite the annoying cunt. What a cunt he is. I really found him desperately annoying. Um, there was also, there was this bit where, when John suggested getting Eric Clapton replaced, to replace George when he, when he walked out. Yeah, that was harsh. And I thought, well, that would be interesting, except it would mean that there'd be no Billy Preston involved. Mm. <laughs> Not with Eric being a racist. <laughs> um I also, but for me, I found, I mean, I found some of the, I found the, like the writing of Get Back to be really interesting. I actually thought some of the lyrics to start off with were actually probably would have been better than some of the ones that they put in later. But I did find the bits in between the music marginally more interesting. Although there was this sense for me, of, I don't know about you, but of foreboding I had when John turns up and goes, I had a meeting with this guy, Alan Klein. Yeah. It, it's, it was... it's a bit like, Qui-Gon phoning Yoda and going, hey, I've just met this kid, Anakin. He's a bit of an annoying bastard, but, you know, you might be the chosen one. He's like, no! <laughs> but I enjoyed it. I found myself fast-forwarding through some of the bits, like the formulation of Octopus's Garden, for example. <laughs> Couldn't take that. Could not take that. Um, but my favourite parts, I think, were, were seeing what George Harrison would be wearing. Yeah, he was quite the uh, dandy dresser. He was the stylish motherfucker. He looked like a fucking skinny walrus that had been kicked through a Goodwill store. 
hey, anyway, as promised, um, I said I would get you a clip of the new Sheeran and Elton Christmas song. Do you want to hear it? Uh, more than anything. Well, seeing as it's Thursday at the time of recording and the song comes out on Friday. Way to pull back the curtain. Thanks. Your shit's out of luck, but not entirely. There, there has been a sneak peek on Instagram. Let's have a little listen. All the Yeah, I mean, standard Christmas fare, you know, jingle bells and type of stuff. You know, the video that accompanies uh, that song is somewhat disturbing to me, at least anyway. It does that thing where, you know, the, the children do on TikTok where you put your hand to the camera and then when you remove it, it's a different person. Yes. They do that. You know, it's, it's a bit old now, I think that, isn't it? But um, so you've got a bit where it's a Sheeran and then the hand and then Elton and then whoever really they could get at the time on short notice. So there's a lot of British TV people that you folks probably won't recognize. There's comedians on there. There's Jonathan Ross, who you'll know, the chat show host. And then Sheeran's dressed up as Elton. Oh, so funny. And then another <laughs> shot of Elton making zero effort. And then boom, fucking Sheeran's boat race up close, looking like a ginger Jack Skellington with his fucking cold, dead eyes. <laughs> uh, so that was was a bit frightening. But um, Sheeran did say that uh, we spoke about this the other day. He immediately wrote the chorus after the idea was put to him by Elton last year. And my sources, Ralph, have been able to come up with a with a copy of it. Would you like to hear that? Oh yes, sure. All right, so this is a Ralph Report exclusive. So this is the chorus that he wrote immediately after Sir Elton said, suggested the idea. Um, and it goes, last Christmas, I gave you my heart and you <laughs> fed it to the world. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, but all I want for Christmas is you. And the bells were ringing out for Christmas Day and she's yelling, she's yelling at the Christmas tree. <laughs> I don't know where he gets this stuff. He is a, such a genius. Remarkable. <laughs> anyway, no doubt we'll be talking more about that in the weeks to come. But let's end the week as we always do with some Peaky Blinders news. Don't do that, but go ahead. A sixth series of Peaky Blinders will air early next year, according to show bosses. Um, and speaking at the BFI London Film Festival uh, earlier this year, show creator Stephen Knight hinted at a spring 2022 release. However, Peaky Blinders director Anthony Byrne last week teased its final series will arrive sooner than you think. Mm. How cool is that? Now, bosses have now released a short clip ahead of series or season six. Now, the video shows Thomas Shelby, played by Killian Murphy, speaking with a surprise person. Let's have a listen. And listen carefully, because the audio's not great on this. Alfie, I think I may have written your final act. Yeah, so Tommy Shelby telling Tom Hardy's Alfie Solomons, I think I may have written your final act, Alfie. Well, we all thought, Ralph, didn't we, that Alfie died at the end of season four, but it appears not. And I'm glad about that. How about you? Yes, I love that character. It's Tom Hardy's best work. I think so. Another teaser was released by the BBC last week that didn't give much away either. Now, just for bonus points, Ralph, can you guess what it was? I'm going to give you multiple choice of three. So the little clip, did it show A, Tommy Shelby walking slowly down a cobbled street to some moody music with atmospheric lighting? Okay. B, Tommy Shelby running slowly down a cobble street to some moody music with atmospheric lighting. <laughs> or was it C, Tommy Shelby skipping slowly 
down a cobble street to some moody music <laughs> and atmospheric lighting. What do you think? Um, I'm going to, uh, boy, I'm tempted to go with C, but I think I'm going to go with A. Yeah, it is. Eh? You know your Peaky Blinders, don't you? I would have loved to have seen C as well. His big floppy fringe fucking bouncing from side to side with dong, dick, dick, dong, dick. Anyway, look, I've got to go now, Ralph, as it's Christmas soon. I will be putting up my tree tonight with the girls. We've got this tradition in my house. Um, so me and the kids, we gather around, we put on Christmas music, Christmas sweaters. We have hot chocolate with whipped cream and, you know, sprinkles and stuff. And we, and we hang fossilized dog excrement on the tree. And then on 12th night, we dispose of it <laughs> by launching it at Corden's house. I'll talk to you in a minute on the old video vault. And Steve is correct. He'll be joining us in just a few moments because it is time for us to open up the Holiday Video Vault. Ooh. We're going to pick three holiday films that you may or may not be familiar with. And if you haven't, you can check them out over the weekend. Some brand new movies to watch for the holiday season. Tired of watching the same old things? Yeah. Tired of watching Love Actually for the 47th time? Or Elf? Or Elf? Christmas or... Vacation? Oh, we got so many new films you can check out. I've got what I think is a uh, is really an unappreciated classic. Me too. It's new. Too. But it's uh, it should be watched by everyone. Steve's got an amazing musical I think everyone's going to like. <sighs> and then there's Eddie. Mine's amazing. Eddie it's never disappoints. Spectacular. So let's get to it. Time to open up the video vault. Holiday films, what can you watch that's new? Well, I've got a suggestion for you. This film came out in 2017, and I got a chance to see it, and I fell in love with this film. Look, there's no shortage of adaptations of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. We all yeah. know the Scrooge story. Yeah. But this film is called The Man Who Invented Christmas, and it is a comedy drama about the process that Dickens went through in order to write that story. At the time... In the 1800s, Christmas wasn't nearly as big a deal as it is today. In a lot of ways, A Christmas Carol helped popularize Christmas. Yeah. It was a religious holiday, but it certainly wasn't the cultural phenomenon that it right. is today. It wasn't commercialized the way it is. Exactly. So uh, Dickens, at this point in his career, is four years after the success of Oliver Twist. He's suffering financial hardship. He's, his last three books have failed. He's been rejected by his publishers. He's trying to write something new that will bring him back into the game. So he comes up with an idea to write a Christmas story, a Christmas ghost story. And this film documents his process of going through it. Mm. But the interesting thing is his characters start to come to life and haunt him while he's working on it. So he's working his way through the story and the characters start to inhabit his life and speak to him as he's trying to work his way through it. The story itself greatly mirrors the, the trip that Scrooge takes from being cynical to having his heart changed by the end of the story. Right. Dickens had a similar experience while writing the book. He is especially influenced by a young Irish girl named Tara who is reading the book as it goes along, and she is sort of his conscience and tries to inject more heart into the book hmm. than Dickens originally had. Dan Stevens plays Dickens in this. He's great. Christopher Plummer plays Ebenezer Scrooge, who's constantly hanging around and 
horning in on Dickens's conversation, but only Dickens, of course, can hear him. Right. He's like a ghost. It is funny. It's charming. It's uplifting. You'll shed a tear. It's really a great film. It's called The Man Who Invented Christmas from 2017. Here's a little clip. Here is uh, Dickens talking to Tara, who's just read the latest draft of the book and is d disgusted <laughs> by the fact that Tiny Tim dies oh, God. <laughs> in, the, in this draft. <laughs> and she is taking Dickens to task. And you'll hear Christopher Plummer as Ebenezer Scrooge sort of chiming in. No. Uh, rude. Is Tiny Tim dead? Well, of course he is, imbecile. He was very ill. You can't save every child in London. And the family has no money for a doctor. That Scrooge must save him. Me? He wouldn't. Why? Well, he, he's too selfish. He can change. There's good in him somewhere. I know it. People don't change. He's been this way for a long time. I'm not sure he can change. Of course he can. He's not a monster. I thought this was a ghost story, not a fairy tale. He wouldn't let Tiny Tim die, Mr. Dickens. He has a heart, doesn't he? It would be too wicked. Even for him. Charming film, really. Uh, and it's an interesting exploration of the creative process, too. If you're a writer or somebody who likes to be creative, watching him struggle and trying to come to grips with his own characters and his own ideas, yeah. it's fascinating. Yeah, story. Yeah. So check it out. Again, The Man Who Invented Christmas is the name of the film. Now it's time for Steve Ashton to let us know his pick from the world of British cinema. Yeah, this one came from our friend, old Johnny Ellis. Uh, he said uh, he's a member of the Garmy, which I'm very grateful for because it was a really good suggestion. And frankly, British Christmas movies on the whole are a bit crap. They're basically <laughs> middle-class twats buffooning around or various versions of A Christmas Carol. That's basically <laughs> it. But uh, this one is called Anna and the Apocalypse. Now, it's set in Little Haven in Scotland. Uh, main character uh, or protagonist, Anna Shepherd, is about to finish school and plans to travel for a year before attending university. On the night of the school Christmas show, Anna and some of her friends are hanging around all, and all of a sudden a zombie infection starts spreading. Although given that they're in Scotland, they should be used to seeing pale, lifeless corpses staggering around the streets moaning incoherently. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Savage but noble race. But you know what? I've actually not had a chance to watch this myself yet. But from what I can see, it looks like a, like a almost like a, a combination or a tribute to Shaun of the Dead. So there's some of that in there. A bit of high school musical. And it's all set against a Christmas backdrop, which sounds fucking mental. But it looks really good, so I'm definitely going to watch it this weekend. Let's have a listen. It's Anna and the Apocalypse. There are some things in life that you just can't control. But I'm ready to fight. I was born this road. I'll do all I can before I go to my grave. There's good on this earth and it's worth trying to save. Well, Miss Shepherd, you're so wrong, you don't have a clue. A purge on this species is long overdue. All humanity's broken, our story is done. As the set catches fire, might as well have some fun. So raise the curtain, hear the light strike. Up the band for the final night. And if it is my time to go, I'll give them one hell of a show. There you go, a Christmas musical from the UK, Anna and the Apocalypse. You can check that out online. Uh, I think we're out of time. I no, come on. I got one. I got a really good one. 
This one's amazing. I hadn't it's, even heard of this until you told me you were going to be amazing. talking about it. So I went and did a deep dive <laughs> online. It's it's insane. Goddamn ridiculous. It's amazing. Please tell people your choice. Like I first got introduced to this film in 2014 because I, I would go watch Rift Tracks, the movie theater. And Rift Tracks, you know, it's the Mystery Science Theater 3000 guys. Right. And they spoofed this film. And then I went and watched it without them spoofing it and just watched the movie. It's crazy. I picked the film called Santa Claus, also known as Santa Claus versus the Devil. It's insane to even try to describe what this movie is. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Why is Santa it's, battling Satan? And by the way, Santa v. Satan, how they didn't choose that title was a missed opportunity, I think. I don't, well, I, I wasn't part of the meeting. All right. I'm just telling you, this movie- This it, is old, right? 1959. Yeah, it's 1960, old. 59. Yeah. It's a Mexican film made mm. by uh, Rene Cardona is well, the director. They make the best holiday classics. They do. Down there in the, Mex the Mexican film production industry. This film actually won an award. Did it? It did. Was it from the same guy who made my Christmas ornament? I think they probably had something in common. It might have been. It may have been. from the quality. It won uh, Best in International Family Film at the San Francisco International Film Festival in 1959. What do you know? It's an award-winning film. Mm. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, it's December 24th. Santa sure. is in a space station. I'm sorry? What Well, that's where now? the toy factory is. It's not the it, North Pole. It's in space. And he can only come down to Earth on Christmas Eve. Gotcha. Uh, and then uh, we find out that the devil is mm. trying to turn the children against santa claus oh no so he sends his lead demon pitch mm. to uh earth to turn uh this group of kids it's, it's a girl little boy and then three other kids to try to turn them and make them bad and all the other kids will join along and then everybody will go in santa the and then army ruin christmas children. yes exactly love christmas santa gets wind of this oh. and then his assistant merlin the wizard <laughs> i'm sorry I'm sorry, I thought you said Merlin the Wizard. Merlin the Wizard. Who, who of course, is the uh, is the compatriot of King Arthur. It's not... Well, it's also it's just, uh, in Santa's toy shop. I don't know if you know this or not. fuck's sake. But he uh, gives uh, Santa uh, uh, this uh, powder and a flower that helps him disappear <laughs> so he can go down to Earth and sort of... <laughs> Hold on. He's got a flower that makes him disappear. Yeah, he's got a flower that makes him disappear uh, and the sleeping powder so he can go yeah. into the kids' dreams I've and find a, out what they're I've dreaming about. powder that makes me disappear sometimes too. This movie is insane. Oh my God. You have to watch it. I've seen it's a little crazy. of the footage. The devil is, his, or Pitch, the demon that yes. works for the devil, is a guy in red makeup yes. and a tutu and he dances all the time around. That's what he does. That's like how, a lunatic. Yeah, that's who he is. That's what. That's his personal God choice. Damn you, Eddie Pence! It's a fucking amazing film. It's, it, it all seems so to me crazy. to be shot in wide, in a one wide shot. <laughs> I think they had one camera and they didn't edit it. It's and all the one. Story <laughs> is basically told with a narrator because that's the only way you can try to stitch it together. Here's it's, a scene from Santa Claus versus the Devil. <laughs> Methy Christmas, everyone. You, Pitch, chief of all my demons, must listen closely. The time is almost here when you must abandon the brimstone pits and journey up to Earth. But this time you must not fail as you've done in the past. You must not be defeated by that bearded old goat, Santa Claus! Well, the devil doesn't give up either. And he seems to be quite happy about his next plot against Santa. He'll huff and puff until his burning breath turns the doorknob and keyhole red hot. So the magic key won't work, and Santa will burn his hands. Yeah, the devil breathes on a doorknob. 
So that when Santa tries to open it, he's going to burn his, his hand. hand. Whoever wrote this was California sober. They, <sighs> it was, it is a fever dream of a movie. It is so much fun because it's so batshit insane. I, I don't know what to say. You have to watch it. I really don't. It's insane. I've seen quite enough. And I think you have been sent by Satan to turn all of us against motion pictures, Batman quite frankly. Batman versus the devil. Santa Claus. Sa- Not Sa- Batman. <laughs> That's a whole other film. That's another good movie. Yeah. We should do a whole series versus the devil. We should. And with, only with that guy dancing around. There you go, kids. Another Christmas treat from Eddie Pence. Merlin the Wizard. Merlin the Wizard. What the fuck? Let's close up the video vault. No. So much fun it really isn't oh so ridiculous there's so many other things right but we've all seen the good christmas movies have you ever seen the man who invented christmas no i'll no, check that one exactly. out well you you I also will do a trade i wouldn't i couldn't i simply can't <laughs> all right kids it's almost time to go but before we do we still have a little time left to check in with our man jay busby from yahoo sports taking a look at some football this weekend it's time for What's the Buzz? What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. Hey, what's Buzz, how you buzz? doing? What's going on, brother? Are you uh, are you make sure that your whereabouts are accounted for after last weekend in the Eagles game? I'll tell you something. I don't know what to think. <laughs> and I've said this before. This team exists solely to rip my heart out of my chest, to give me a little bit of hope, and then turn around and just... Just shit the bed, and that's what they did against the Giants of all people. Yes, that was that was brutal. Yeah, Jalen Rager dropping two potential possible game-winning touchdown passes. That's the worst way. Is I mean, is I've always said that, that if you're gonna lose, just get blown out. You know, just just get rid of all the hope. It's when the hope is sitting right there and then it's snatched away from you that's the worst. And their best wide receiver, Devontae Smith, just waving his arm, saying, "Hey, how about?" <laughs> I'll go in my way a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Brutal, brutal. But we don't need to dwell on the past. Let's dwell on the future. Well, look, they're playing the Jets this weekend. And again, it should be a game that they should win. And I don't know what to think. What do you see? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're six and a half point favorites. They Everything lines up very well for them to win. I mean, you know, obviously the Eagles are more of a run team than a pass team, as we saw. But I think that, that they can frustrate the Jets from pretty much any angle. And the, the Jets don't have the ability that the Giants did to kind of create an offense because they're still working on trying to figure out whether Zach Wilson, even though they drafted him number two, whether this guy is the real deal at quarterback for them. And, and this could be the second quarterback that they've drafted high and then flamed out on. So, yeah, everything sets up well for the Eagles. But, I mean, from here on out, it's just must win. They can still make it into the playoffs. They can still – the division's probably out of reach, but they can still win the play, make it into the playoffs. But they cannot drop any more gimmies like this one. And then we've got Jalen Hurts, who apparently got injured last week, and he was a little hobbled, and there's some health questions about him. But as far as we know, he's still going to start, right? Right. As far as I haven't heard anything to the contrary, but I mean, that obviously takes out a little bit of his mobility, which is one of the key elements that you want to have with a guy like Jalen Hurts, the, the ability to bust it open and, and uh, get some yards on the ground and keep the defense honest. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not going to be easy for the Eagles, but as long as they don't beat themselves the way that they did last weekend, they ought to be fine. I just don't hope we don't enter the era of Minshew mania, so we'll have to <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. Meanwhile, let's take a look at Eddie's team, the Washington football team, which 
you know, against all odds now is just coming on. They're starting to look like one of the class of the NFC East. I, I don't know how this happens. I mean, they, you know, they've got, they're right now sitting at the seventh spot in the playoffs. Remember, we've got that extra playoff spot this year. And so that that helps out teams like Washington. They're five and six right now. They're going up against the six and five Raiders team. And they they have everything right there in front of them. This is going to be a tough ask for them because they're going into Las Vegas. Uh, the Raiders are coming off that big, dramatic Thanksgiving Day win over the Cowboys. This is not a Raiders team that really matches up well for Washington. But, yeah, I mean, Washington's kind of like the, that that team in the NCAA tournament that where it's just survive in advance. You know, do what you need to do to win and then move on. They're not scaring anybody. They're, they're two-and-a-half-point underdogs right now. But they've got the ability, if everything clicks, to just uh, to take a win. It seems to me that Ron Rivera really has this team – going in the right direction. They really seem to have bought into him. What's It's amazing how different the on-field product is from the off-field mess. I mean, Washington in the front office and above is just a, an absolute nightmare, but somehow, and I think you you pinpointed it, Ron Rivera has been able to insulate this team from all the the, the crime and the sexual harassment and just the utter dysfunction that's, that's up above them, and he's able to get them to play good football. That, as much as anything, is a tribute to the guy's uh, ability as a coach. Yeah, great coach. And lastly, let's take a look at a, a local team here where I am, the Chargers, who at the beginning of the season seemed to be just a, a juggernaut, and they've really had their struggles lately. Yeah, this is one of the, the one of the actually the few good games this week. We had a lot of uh, potential blowout games. The best game is on Monday night, but we'll be two uh, Ralph reports in by then, so we're gonna we're gonna skip that one. That's Bills and Patriots. This is one where the Chargers or the Bengals of all teams are favored by three points. And I think it's because of exactly what you said. The Chargers have have so much potential and they haven't been able to carry through on it. The latest thing that's making the rounds, and I love this, is that Justin Herbert throws too hard. There's complaints that he throws too hard. <laughs> and so this, this is the kind of complaint where, you know, you might get this from like a third string receiver that he might give you this in the locker room as a little bit of a, an off the record or, you know, on background comment. Ow, asked, my hand sting. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they asked Keenan Allen about this and he gave one of the great quotes. And I'm going to read this in, uh, in its entirety. If he throws it too hard, go out there and turn the jugs machine up and get ready to catch the fastball. He's throwing the ball to you. You better catch that shit. I want the ball. Throw that motherfucker however you want to throw it. Now that, <laughs> that is a quote. So, yeah, Keenan Allen, he is my NFL lis listener of the week. I mean, I love the guy, and uh, and that's exactly what you want to have is a player that will that doesn't complain like that. And yeah. so, yeah, I mean, I think that Herbert's a great quarterback, and he's going to be a great quarterback for a long time. But, yeah, the Chargers are in growing pains right now, and the Bengals seem to have gotten through those growing pains, and they are a really, really solid team right now. The problem with Chargers is getting Herbert on the field. It seems like their defense has a hard time getting off the field. Yeah, the Chargers, I think, you know, somebody needs to do a chart of this. They have they have lost more unbelievable, ridiculous ways in the last, I don't know, 20 years than any team. They always seem to figure a way to charger it up. You know, they, they completely screw things up. But if the defense can hold, if the defense can do what it's supposed to do, then, yeah, you get Justin Herbert on the field and, and he can he can create. But, yeah, this is not a complete team. This is not a fully cooked team yet. And I know they're one of the worst teams at stopping third down conversions as well. I believe teams convert against them something to the tune of almost 60%. Exactly. And when you've got a team like Cincinnati, who has really come into its own, I mean, not just uh, Joe Burrow has recovered, it seems completely from the injury that took him out for the season last year. You've got Joe Mixon just running wild over defenses. That is not the kind of recipe for a team that you want to have success coming in uh, against you. 
Well, once again, Buzz, as always, great stuff. I always look forward to our chats. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, brother. Take care. As always, you can check out Buzz's work at Yahoo Sports, Jay Busby. You can find him there. And that's it for today's show, kids. Thank you so much for uh, stopping by and spending some time with us. I hope you'll rejoin us on Monday. I don't think you're going to want to miss Monday's show. You know why? Why? The Ralph Report. We're eating lube on Monday. That's right. Oh, man. We're eating lube on Monday. <laughs> it is the Great Lube Taste Test. Not only are we going to be finally tasting bacon lube, which I've been dreaming of my whole life, but... <laughs> There's barbecue lube mm. and fried chicken lube. That's interesting. Fried ah, chicken lube. I can't wait. That's going to be interesting. Can't wait to slather it all over a dildo and feed it to you. <laughs> or we feeding the dildos to each other? I'm going to strap one on. I'd like you to get on your knees. We'll work out the details later. So don't miss Monday's show. In the meanwhile, have a great weekend, kids. Whatever it is that you're going to do, please do it safely. We need you to take care of yourself. Omicron now is moving uh, over our shoulders. Stay good in the hood. So take all your precautions. Stay sweet at six feet. Because life is life. And we want yours to be long, happy, and most importantly, healthy. We'll talk to you on Monday. Until then, love you. Mean it. Bye. <laughs>